And welcome to the human side of healthcare. Steve Love, along with Thomas Miller. You know, as we continue to think in terms of COVID-19 and people being at home, especially our children, we want to keep them safe. We couldn't have a better guest than Dr. Daniel Guzman, who is the medical director for emergency transport services at Cook Children's Healthcare System. He's also an attending physician at Cook Children's Medical Center Emergency Department. And something we're going to talk about a lot today is AIM for Safety, which is Firearm Awareness. He's the program director. Dr. Guzman, thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you, Stephen and Thomas. I appreciate the time to be able to talk about this important subject. You know, when we think in terms of children that are at risk, uh, especially around firearms, with COVID-19 and kids being at home, and unfortunately, parents being at home that could get frustrated, et cetera, and family violence, as an emergency room physician, can you tell us some of the risk that we've got with children? Definitely the, the landscape has changed quite a bit since uh, now we have kids at home and the frustrations of you know having to, to teach our kids as well. I have three kids at home that are ages 6, 8, and 10, and it can be quite challenging. So I have to go off to all the teachers out there who do this on a daily basis. Uh, but to be put in this new role can be definitely difficult uh, for families. Uh, it's already a, a stressful time with, um, you know, not being at work and then our kids at home. And then you have all these other things that are in and around the house that put our kids at risk. And when you think about those on a daily basis, I think the, the vast majority of us, whether it's, you know, walking across the street, wearing a helmet when we're riding a bike, um, but there's some of those dangers that are inside the home that, that sometimes we don't think about that we feel as parents uh, that are there to protect us, but actually put our kids at risk. And so the, the biggest thing that comes to mind and the reason why I started with this, this program was because of firearms. And so we, we as families and parents, we want to protect our children, protect our home. Um, but those guns that we put in our homes also can be extremely dangerous. And so we're not here to you know, discuss, and I'm not here to advocate that anybody should or shouldn't have a gun. We are here to discuss how we can make you safer. Just like if you have a pool at home, we would discuss, you know, pool fences, uh, alarms, wearing life jackets, those things. Uh, and so how how do you make yourself safer at home uh, if you do have a firearm? So let me ask you this. Kids in different age groups, so from a de- developmental standpoint, does that add additional risk? It definitely does. When you when you think about um, the younger population, our, our preschool children, um, they're explorers, they're observers. They like to you know get into things. They're curious about what's going on, but they're not also always going to listen to what we have to tell them. And what we and when we say don't do this, um, there are the odds of, of them heeding that warning every single time. They may do they may do the right thing 99 times out of 100. It's that one time that 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 really causes the the destruction in the family, and and so that's what we're trying to prevent. You know, the title, Aim for Safety, really caught my eye. Can you expand on what is Aim for Safety? So Aim for Safety is a program that we started here at Cook. I've been working at this for about three years now. Um, and because I have children at home and because I own a firearm and all the things that I see in the ER over the last 20 years, um, I felt like we needed to do more. Um, we needed to, to, to get out there and, and grab some grab 
parents attention and and i think aim for safety does that you know just just playing off the words uh what we're doing is we're shooting right down for to keep families safe uh, at home uh and educate as many people as, as we can without any political ties whatsoever our goal is to educate families make them more aware about what the possibilities of of having a firearm in the home can bring and then how how do you make yourself safer so that's our main goal at this point and you do research. I know you do surveys. You try to get feedback from people. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, so we, we try to go out into many places as we can. I, I'm a regular attend, attendee at Bayfest, uh, and, you know, trying to just bring awareness to the, to the issue. And, and part of that is, you know, I think we all feel really comfortable at home. That's, that's one place where, where we feel safe uh, most of the time. And, and so when, when you're at home, you know, you, you may have a firearm that you don't put away because you feel, oh, I'm safe here, and it's, it's you know, up in the closet. My kids can't find it. Um, but that's when you're most at, at, at danger, uh, and that's when your kids are, are, are likely going to get into some trouble. Um, and so what we try to do with Aim for Safety and the, and the research part of this is we bring families and their kids into the uh, into the hospital setting or into a setting, uh, and we try to mimic the, the home setting as best we can. But we, we allow the children to find three non-functional firearms, and parents are watching live in another room, uh, and we want to see what their kids are going to do. Um, the, the vast majority of these families have firearms that are unsecured and loaded at home, and so they're at the most risk at that point. And so um, our feeling uh, is that if we can show a parent uh, and, and kind of evoke that emotional, visceral response of, oh, my gosh, my child just picked up a gun, and we've talked about this a thousand times, uh, how, how, to, how to handle that situation, and they did it anyway in that setting, uh, I think we can make people change their attitudes uh, and potentially be a little bit safer at home. So let me switch gears just a little bit and ask your advice. You say you own uh, firearms. Is it best to have the firearm in a secure place and the bullets in another locked secure place? What are your thoughts on that to help parents know that they really do need to be careful? Yeah, you know, the gold standard would be that, you know, you have your firearm, it's unloaded, and it's in one uh, locked uh, box or safe, and then you have your ammunition in another locked box uh, separate from uh, the the actual firearm. And so uh, we we want to put as many barriers between a child finding a gun and being able to marry those two to have that accident or, you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, have a suicide attempt. And so I think the more vigilant we are at home in doing that, the better. Now, I understand that people feel that they, they may need a firearm for safety. Uh, and so I, you know, my, my mantra is I'm going to meet you wherever you're at. Well, let's just, whatever we can do to make you safer, uh, let's do that. But the gold standard would be separating those two. Um, and so that you can't put them together so easily as a, as a, from a child standpoint and, and injure yourself. You know, the aim for safety program uh, on the firearm awareness I know you're at Cook Children's, and I know you're focusing on children, but it sounds like there's definitely some lessons to be learned for adults also. You know, when you look at the study, it's actually not a study on the children as much as it is, it's more of a study on adults and changing their behavior. Um, we, we do observations on the children and what they do and, and what, you know, what they encounter in the room. But our main focus is if we can get the parents to make a change, uh, that's the important thing. When you look at studies uh, that have been done over the years, you can teach kid children in a, in a half-day session, you know, to uh, not a 
not to pick up a gun or how to handle a gun, uh, but when you put them in a real-life scenario, they all often don't do the right thing. And so I want parents to understand that because of just developmental age of, of, of our children, uh, that doesn't change from much from one child to another as they develop from the ages of you know, 1 to, to 12, um, that puts them at risk. It's not any issue with the child. It's more it's, it's something that they're just it, – it's part of who they are. Uh, and we have to be able to recognize that and address that uh, to keep them safe. And I get, it goes across the board injury prevention, you know, bike safety and wearing a seat belt and, and definitely, you know, uh, water safety, making sure our kids are doing the right thing there. But it's one of those things that um, it's really important um, that we recognize that as parents and understand the risk that's there uh, and then appropriately respond to that risk for our children. Dr. Guzman, it's been a real pleasure to have you with us today and thank you for your advice related to firearm awareness and firearm safety. And thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Stephen. Dr. Guzman, this is Thomas Miller. Let's, uh, I got a couple of questions that I'd like to throw in for the podcast here, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. What are some things that you've been seeing at Cook's related to this? Have you seen some cases come in? Yeah, definitely. In the last uh, four weeks, we've seen uh, at least three cases come in, all non-fatal, um, uh, fortunately. Um, and I think it's a lot of it's related to our, their kids are home. Um, you know, they're exploring, and 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 so the uptick is is, is small. It's there, uh, but definitely it's a. Uh, you know, and with all the folks that are out there buying firearms these days, when you look at shelves at places and you hear, hear the stories, you know, it's hard to find ammunition. Uh, there are some places that have been sold out of guns. And so my biggest concern is that we have a lot of folks who are maybe novice gun owners. And so I think that plays a huge role in in. In you know some of these incidents, whether it's an adult or a child, is is you don't have the experience or the training um, to handle that weapon. And so, um, and when you, I think as a as an adult, you get a firearm, uh, you're you're worried about that firearm, just about just making sure that you're safe with it. But you don't sometimes think about your kids. I think it it, it you forget about that aspect because you're just so. Uh, focused on that firearm. And so I think that's important that, that we get that out there. That people understand that uh, if you're buying a firearm, try to do all the right things to be safe. Uh, I know every firearm comes with a cable lock um, and not very many people want to use that cable lock. So there are other ways we can, we can meet you halfway, you know, whether it's a, a safe box or biometric safe or things that we can do. And I'd like to change the landscape actually in that scenario. And rather than just giving everybody a, a you know, a, a cable lock, why don't we give them and offer uh, them a discount on a, on a safe, a biometric safe, you know, a strong box so that they can take that home uh, and be safer with their, with their family. You know, you mentioned the swimming pool analogy. Obviously, kids die in swimming pools by accident. And it's almost like if you had young kids, why would you not have the pool fenced? And in this area, why, I mean, what's, the, and look, we're all from Texas here, right? Got it. Right. Mm-hmm. But what is the justification of having a gun in your home unlocked with young kids? The answer that I hear most often is I'm, it's for safety. I want to be able to access that firearm quickly in case someone comes through the door um, and threatens my family. I argue that the only safe place for that gun, uh, if it's not on your person where you have control, is then in the safe where your children can't access the, the firearm 24 hours, seven days a week. Um, we've partnered with uh, Fort Worth Fire and their tactical medic group, as well as Fort Worth, uh, the Fort Worth uh, Police tactical medic groups as well. And uh, these guys will tell you stories all the time of going to 
scenes where you know the, the gun was in another room and the parent and the family never had a chance to get to that gun before the assailant came into the door and so I use that as an example you know the odds are if you're in the kitchen and that gun is in the closet on a shelf or in your bedroom drawer the time by the time you get to that gun um, that assailant may have already gotten you and so I think it's important that if, if if you really feel that unsafe in your environment, that that you need to have control of that weapon. And then when you when you don't have control, then that needs to go into a a, a safe where your children can't access it. That is great advice for adults. I love that. So we've talked about cases. We've talked about either having it in your own control or and mm-hmm. and the reality of not being able to get with to get to it. Let's switch yep. over to the kids. What do you teach them? So the biggest thing we, is we try to teach them respect every every firearm um, like it's loaded. Uh, we we want them to understand just because what they see on TV and the land from when I grew up back in the 70s, um, things were so much different. Uh, I didn't have uh, a lot of these first-person games that you could play, and so our kids are growing up with all these all these stimulus uh, stimuli around them, uh, and there's a lot of uh, destruction and guns, and and so that understanding that. There's a difference between a gun on TV and a real gun that you may have you may have found that you can actually get injured yourself or injure someone else. And so I, we we try to stress to them when they do see a firearm, you know, ex- always think that it's a, a real firearm, um, that it's not just a toy gun, because um, that's one of the misconceptions. Think kids will think it's a toy gun, no big deal. Um, and so we tell them you always respect that gun. You don't want to ever touch it. You want to when you see that you stop you turn around uh, and you go find an adult. So you want to stop, don't touch, run away and tell somebody that you found something. And I think it's important for them to understand that, you know, if they do have BB guns at home, that those are real weapons. We see so many injuries uh, from BB guns and pellet guns. And when you look at a a BB gun and a pellet gun, uh, a pellet gun can travel about 1,200 to 1,300 feet per second. That's faster than the average nine millimeter uh, or even 45 which travels anywhere from 900 to 11 feet per second it's obviously the weight of the, of the projectile makes a huge difference but uh, I've seen three kids in my career die as, as a result of BB guns uh, shot to the heart uh, and they bled out and so uh, we try to t- focus on on the kids and, and part of that is kids will make the decision uh, and we hope it's the right decision every single time but it only takes one time for that accident to occur and that's when uh, you know I see them in the ER and that's what we're trying to get uh, the My daddy taught me from the time I could talk that any gun, any gun was to be treated as though it were loaded. And if you wanted to see the wrath of Khan, (laughs) just ever not take that gun and do what was proper with it before you climbed through the fence, it was uh, it didn't take long to get it. And and I grew up with guns in the home everywhere. uh, And uh, you know, there was always that still that part of me that wanted to go look at him, and I would open the closet door, take a look, and I always stressed the parents. You know, we grew up in a different time. Uh, things, the, the landscape of, of of what our kids are going through is so much different. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that really plays a, a huge part in in some of the decision making that they make. And I, I always try to take them back. When you were a kid, did you do that every single time? No, not you know, you did it most of the time but it just took one time for an accident to occur. And that's, and that's the, the focus. It's just one time is all it takes. And, and then you're, uh, you're in a devastating place. You know, I had a question. I had a question I wanted to ask. And I remember, I'm an old guy. I remember when I was little and you turn on cartoons and, you know, <laughs> somebody would take a gun and, and blow somebody and, you know, they'd be shot. And there you see some of these video games. Is there a possibility 
and I hate to say this, and I know you're not a psychiatrist, does sometimes because of what we show our kids through video games and cartoons that they don't realize death is final and they think, oh, you know, Roadrunner just got ran over and then he just jumps right back up. I mean, am I crazy or are we conditioning kids that death is not final? I think we definitely are. Uh, when you look at those scenarios, I remember Bugs Bunny and, and you know Wiley Coyote doing the same thing. Um, and our kids at that age, and you know the ages of three to, to six, they have this magical kind of thinking and development. And so they don't they don't realize that things aren't real. They you know Disney World, uh, princesses, those kinds of things. Um, I think do correlate into guns uh, and what kids view and how they view this. Uh, we had. Uh, family that participated in one of our sessions and their four-year-old was playing uh is already playing Fortnite, and uh that four-year-old was talking about headshots and so when you wow. when you're already conditioning them that way then i think the lines really blur uh and it makes those decisions down the road even more difficult uh, for them to make uh, because of what they are already experiencing uh in some of these games uh at home on tv so i think it's really hard. we we have to really make an effort to to talk to these uh, to our children uh, and and parents take responsibility. I think it's really important that we take responsibility. And there's so many things that are on our plate these days, um, but I think this is one of those that, that there is no coming back from. I mean, the vast majority of the children that we see uh, under the age of uh, six who sh- who accidentally uh, shoot themselves do not survive, uh, or if they do, they're not the same in the end. And so um, wow. it's something that. Gosh, it, it 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 breaks my heart every single time. It it gives me chills when I when I think about it or I hear stories, the near misses, um, or even when they come into the ER. It just it it breaks my heart every single time because all of these are preventable. We can we can prevent every single one of these unintentional injuries uh, as a result of a firearm. You know, everybody loves top lists, top ten, top three, top four. Do you have your top safety tips? There you go. And the other thing that we do, um, and I've, I've come up actually with a, the three T's of firearm safety in children, um, and, and it goes off of our educational points of safe children, safe play, and safe storage. Uh, the first T is talk. I think it's an open discussion uh, with your kids, with family, with friends, um, asking parents, you know, if you do have a firearm in the home, how do you secure it? Um, no one should be offended by that statement. And I know it's, it's a hard question to ask. Uh, people are afraid to ask that question because of the response they may get. But it's your child that's maybe going into that situation and putting themselves at risk or their, their child who may pick up the gun to show it to them. And so I think it's really important that we normalize that conversation and it's okay to ask. It's okay to talk about that um, like we do other things whether it's drugs and, and alcohol and those kinds of things, we, we talk about those things. Um, safe play, I think, uh, and then the second point is, the second T is rather is teach. Um, so teaching our kids, you know, knowing that they're not going to make the right decision all the time just because they're, they're children and that's part of their development, but at least it, or learning as early as they can that if they do come upon a firearm that they don't, they stop, they don't touch it, they run away and they tell somebody, they get away from that space. Uh, and then finally, the, the take action part, the third T, which is uh, safe storage. You know, store our guns unloaded and out of reach of children, separate the ammunition as well, um, and make sure that we keep our kids safe. I think these are important points that, uh, that we stress uh, as much as we can with our families. Thanks again, and we really appreciate everything you do, and especially educating everyone, adults Thank and you. children, on firearms. 
I appreciate that, guys. You guys have a great one as well. Thanks, Dr. Guzman. Bye-bye. All right, thank Thanks. you. Bye-bye.